if I read down in my notes, it actually says that um, they're thinking about uh, releasing it in November, actually. So there might be a, no, a November release date. Said it could be likely, but anywhere from, I'm assuming October, December, or November, either or it could be released. Uh, now, as far as the price range goes, pretty typical to any other game system. Uh, it's going to be, you know, around four ninety nine, five hundred dollars, which is not bad. I mean, considering it's the new Xbox, you would think that it would be six, seven hundred dollar price range. But. <clears throat> It's actually it's gonna have uh, I actually wrote down some of the specs here for the for the new Xbox. Uh it's gonna have uh one of the strongest CPUs that they've ever put into a game system. Computer. Yeah. It's it basically it's gonna have features of a computer, which they all do. <clears throat> they all have computer features, the CPU. You know, because you can look up Facebook, you can watch YouTube just like you would be able to do on a laptop. Yeah. So, but, um, well, actually, the PS4 just released an update that they took away Facebook off of PS4. Oh, really? They wow. completely wiped off Facebook from the PS4. PS4. I did not know that. That's interesting. Um, I had no clue about them wiping it off of PS4. Huh? Nobody used it. Nobody used it. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you're usually going to be playing your games. Not many people really use the internet feature on the PS4 or How the Xbox. That? They made it where you can't share screenshots or video clips on Facebook anymore. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Yeah, see, I've actually um, – unfortunately, I've been out of the gaming – for a little while, I sold my PS4, but uh, I plan on getting one back, either that or a PC, either or. I'd like to become a PC gamer if I could, if I can uh, get one. But um, no, we can get one. Go up to Aaron's. I got one for mine. Seventy-five dollars down is like a hundred dollars a month. That's not a bad price. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> we might. I actually uh, touch a little bit as well in this podcast on uh, the PS5. I actually have a little research on it. The PS5. Uh, as of right now, though, we're just going to keep pretty much, you know, just talking about the Xbox and uh, covering on in a little bit more. Um, of course, you know, they're, they're going to be releasing it with a premium price, but it's basically because of that CPU, the strong processor that's going to have. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I was going to bring it up. It's also going to be, uh, I believe you was telling me earlier that it's going to be backwards compatible. So, well, is the Xbox going to be backwards compatible as well, or? I haven't heard anything about it, but it might be. But you got to consider how long it took for them to let the Xbox One to be backwards compatible with Xbox 360. Uh, true, true. That's true. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully it will be backwards compatible because I know a lot of people have uh, been putting up comments on uh, this site that I was uh, looking at as far as checking out the Xbox One and all the specs and the price range and the release date, <clears throat> there was a lot of comments that were actually left about people hoping that it would be backwards compatible because they would love to be able to play their 360 games on the new Xbox. On the new Xbox. And I, I know that you were telling me, actually, that uh, the PS5 was going to be backwards compatible. I believe you said all the way down. The, the PlayStation, PlayStation 1. 1, right? Give them a little insight on that. 
so I haven't really done any research on it, but I've heard people talking about Sony is going to give people what they want, and people wanting to play their PS5, PS1 games on PS5. I mean, it'll be nice because we have games out from the PS2 and the PS1 that we can't play. Can you hear me now? Okay. Well, sorry about that, guys. I had a little mic issue there. But um, as far as this, this podcast goes and um, and future podcasts, we plan on uh, not only touching on, you know, consoles, new and upcoming, but uh, also – new games that are coming out in 2020, you know, survival games. Um, pretty, much pretty much anything along the lines of uh, the gaming community. That's, that's basically what we want to uh, base this podcast around is the gaming community. Uh, considering that me and him, you know, we, we both grew up as gamers. We wanted to jump into the podcast world and just join up with everybody and uh, just try to bring you guys new information about games that are coming out. I know there's a few good survival games that are coming out here in 2020. Um, there's actually a game that I've been watching on YouTube a lot called Star Citizen. That seems to be a really good upcoming game. Very popular on YouTube. A lot of people are streaming it to YouTube, recording it. Um, it's personally, but what I've seen of gameplay, it looks like a really good open world space game. Looks like it would be a good game. It's almost like GTA 5, but space. It's yeah. in space, you know, because it's open world. You can travel wherever. You can do open world missions, which is a game that I really like. I like the fact that it's open world. Well, if you like, if you, if you like, like open world, then, then when you get a game console, why don't you try the new Dragon Ball game that just came out? It's called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's open world. You do whatever you want. Open world missions and all that. You can fly around. I mean, I'm personally going to get it for myself soon because I've seen gameplay of it. You can be any character you want, fly around, do whatever you want, take your time. And it's like, from what I've seen, it looks like they're giving you a lot of options of what to do. Well, you know what? I've always been, uh, I've always been very big into the drug. have a box set of Dragon Ball Z movies at home that I watch. So um, I've always been a big fan of it. You know, a lot of times I get made fun. You know, people make fun of me. Yeah, if you make fun of us, they'll be like, we'll be like. But here, here's the deal, though. Until you've been a part of it and you've watched it and played games, you really don't. You can't get into all that, you know, making fun of people because you shouldn't judge people. I don't really understand why people do that. I don't understand why they want to make fun of you because of that. But hey, you know, that's just that's just a thing and we have to move on with it. You know, I'm not gonna stop liking video games or watching 
video games be played on YouTube because somebody wants to throw me down. You know, I'm going to keep on with it. Um, of course, I miss gaming. I'm ready to get back into it. Uh, You're actually going to be gaming here soon. That's very true. Um, I've actually going to be trying out the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the first time. And I've actually seen gameplay of this game, and it looks absolutely amazing. I mean, the graphics look like me and you are pretty much just, you know, we're sitting here talking to each other. That's that's what it looks like. The campaign gameplay looks amazing on mm-hmm. that game. And I'm super excited to try it out. Uh, well, I'm, I like to tell you now, the campaign, you get rewards that can go into multiplayer. They have little tokens for double XP, double weapon XP. You do the campaign, you get that reward, and it goes into the camp- multiplayer. And it's uh, cross-save, whatever, whatever it's called, that you can do special ops. You're the same level you are in multiplayer and same gun levels go there. And if you play and you what you're doing there goes to multiplayer. Your level is going through everything. That's interesting. And uh I'm really excited to try that. Um like I said, I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. I've seen people play it, you know. I watch a lot of gameplay video, you know, as far as watching YouTube. That's probably one of my favorite pastimes is watching other people play games as bad as I want to be playing them. So uh, I like watching people who are better at the game than me. That yeah. way I can learn from them and try using their tactics. Well, see, and that's, and that's not a bad idea to do. It's not a bad idea to watch um, more experienced players, you know, play um, games that you like because you can learn tips and tricks. And I think that's one – a lot of reasons, I think that's why some of these YouTubers do that. You know, they play – yeah, they play these games, and the people that are new to gaming or just stepping into gaming can watch those videos and learn from it and pick up tips and tricks. And I, I'm actually really glad that they do that, you know, because there's been several games in the past that I've played that I've been able to refer to that YouTube video that somebody put up and – I was actually able to learn tips and tricks from that video, and it made me better at the game. So I'm really glad that they do that. But I think what we're going to do is um, we're going to touch a little bit on the PS5. We'll touch a little bit on that. Um, Went and did some research on it. Uh, Now, it's going to be releasing in late 2020. December. Uh, yeah, I think or, sometime. I'm thinking it's going to release is near the end of November, early December. Yeah. That way, parents can get it near Black Friday or get it before Christmas for their kids. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing, you know, because you know it releasing right, which it, it's got its pros and cons. Releasing on Black Friday. If he wants to spend, one thing I don't like about it is going that late into the year. Is because they're releasing at such a high price, and usually around that time, prices are lowered. Yeah. Who wants to go and spend about five, six hundred dollars on a console when you get the one before it about half that price? Yeah, and I mean that—that's a good point. You know, not many people really want to go spend that kind of money on a brand new console when they, you know, like you said, they can go and they can buy the previous. For two hundred dollars, compared to the new one for five or six, but you know, and and the pros and cons about it releasing on Black Friday, the con is really the fact that it is releasing on Black Friday, and people that do want to go buy this console are, you know, it's it's pretty much it first come first serve. You know, it, it's going to be sold out quick because of the Black Friday. And, I mean, I I understand why Microsoft or, you know, PlayStation would release on Black Friday. It's going to increase their sales numbers because 
it's going to be right there at Christmas. And all, you know, a lot of kids, not even kids, you know, adults and teens are going to want it as well, you know. And it's really going to blow it out of the water. And they're going to make, you know, a lot of money during that time period. And I understand why they would do that. But, you know, I guess, and you know, that would be a pro for Microsoft and PlayStation. All right. Let's take on something up here. Exactly. The console wars. What I don't understand is why don't Sony and Microsoft just go ahead and end the console wars? Work together, make one big powerful console that works for like PS4, PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. Oh, you know, I don't understand that. I, I don't know. And, it, you know, it, it kind of also relates back to the cell phone wars. There's a cell phone war going on. You yeah, got Android iPhone, you got Apple and Android. They've been battling for years, you know, trying to, well, who can release the newest phone the quickest? You know, you got. Which is basically iPhone. iPhone's ahead of actually Samsung right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, iPhone's got the, the new iPhone 11. Yeah, the probably iPhone 11, I think, X Pro. Yeah, X Pro, yeah. You know, Android, I believe, has got up to the S10. S, I don't think they have S11. The, the newest Android smartphone that's been released is the new Motorola Razr flip phone. Flip phone, Yeah. Right, I've seen that. And I mean, you know, and it seems like no matter what company is out there, they're always battling. Who can do better? Well, one thing I don't like about the console war, this is why I, I'm not behind it. I play any console I want. To me, it's just a console. A game's a game. Right. The con. Well, I know some consoles have their own exclusive games. And there's some games out there that own both that one side has more exclusives than the other. Like right now, Fortnite. PlayStation has exclusives that Xbox owns. Right. PlayStation has skins, a skin pack. That you can get for being a PlayStation Plus member. Right. Well, Xbox doesn't. But a game's a game, no matter what console it's on. Right. You still play it. You still have it doesn't matter about the graphics and all that. A game's a game. Right. As long as you have fun. That's very true, and I I got you on that. Um another thing here. Uh, I wanted to touch on is um, actually the price of uh, the PS5 compared to uh, the price of the Xbox. Um, of course, the Xbox, you know, it's going to be maybe $1,400. Yeah, well, $499 is pretty much the base price. Yeah, that, but, um, yeah remember, it's $499, but it's going to tack on all those taxes. It's going to be close to $600. That's very true. That's very true. Um, now, the PS5, um, they're pretty much, I believe they're going to release, I believe it said they're going to release basically at the same price, which would be, you know, 4 dollars But they're also considering there's a possibility that it could release at 600 Well, Here's one thing I would like for Sony and Microsoft to do. If we already have versions of the Xbox One or PS4, let us trade in our consoles towards that and pay the rest. Well, and that would make sense if um, kind of like an upgrade deal. Right, right. Knock off the price if you bring in your own old console. We know, and I wish they would do that because you know if you look. You know, at the fact that, you know, if you have a contract phone, you have that option. Every year, you can upgrade to a new phone. And I really... Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings any if, 
you know, the game consoles or, you know, the companies that made them Microsoft PlayStation would have that same option where if you're unhappy with, but not even the fact that if you're unhappy with it, but if you, you know, if you know that a new one is releasing, why can't you go trade off your old console towards a new one? Of course, I know that wouldn't fully pay for it, but it would knock some off. You know, it would make make it easier for the person that wants one that may not be able to afford one. You know, they might not have the money, but with the fact that they would be able to go and trade in their old console and put that towards the new one, it would help them be able to buy it. And I would like to see that. Well, technically speaking, the way you just put it, that's basically like GameStop. You can trade in your console for the new one. But what I want to see is, yeah, game, you can play the GameStop, but GameStop doesn't give you as much as you want. Like, say you're taking the PS4, you can go online and sell it for about $100, $200. GameStop, you get about $30, $40 for it. Right. Right. And that's what I like to see. On the website of Microsoft and Sony, have a thing where you can have your console registered and have a way to have an option to upgrade. Right. I got you there. Um, I wish, yeah, I wish they would do that. And yet again, I don't know why they don't, but you know, that, that could be something that they look into in the future. You know, you never know. Somebody could bring that up and they catch, you know, they hear it. That could be a possibility that starts to render in the future. You know, you never know. But, um, well, I'm going to say it now. In the console wars, nobody's winning. PC's above them. Xbox and PlayStation need to step their game up. Make one big console that will knock PC out the way. Well, you know, and yeah, I mean, because like you said, Xbox is going to have a big CPU that has never been used before. Get that technology and PlayStation technology put together. It'll knock uh, PC out the water. Right, right. And yeah, that would, but, you know, honestly, I, you know, I've always loved consoles. I've always loved the Xbox and PlayStation both. I never really choose in between. I mean, I, I grew up playing Xbox, Microsoft, but I truly believe that if I had the opportunity, I would become a PC gamer. And it's for that fact, you know, PC actually does out, they, they beat any consoles. I don't know about Xbox. Xbox is going towards the PC side of things. Yes, and see, with them putting that CPU in there, that's going to... Make it as powerful as a PC. Yeah, it's going to compete with. But, you know, yet again, the one thing that I really do like about the PC, you know, PC side of things is the fact that you can customize your own PC. You can build one. Well, you can customize your own console, too. I did not know that. Yeah, you. there's companies out there that you can send your console to. Tell them what you don't want done with it. You can have a custom decal on it. They can do whatever you want to it. Make it light up. Well, just like PC, you know, you order. Of course, it's not by any means cheap to build your own PC. You know, it usually runs. $1,500. Yeah, well, it, it also ranges on the size of the. CPU or how you know how much RAM you your memory you want to have. Well, I was talking to somebody about a week ago about PC gaming. I got a gaming PC upstairs, and I told him all the specs I had in it. He said that if I wanted it to be as powerful as the big ones, it wouldn't cost me about three four hundred dollars to upgrade it. 
And see, that's that's definitely in the future the path that I'm going to take is trying to become a PC gamer just because of the fact of the games. Just like Star Citizen, we'll go back to talking about Star Citizen. That's a PC game. I'm not 100% sure if they have released it on console or if they're going to release it on console. I know there's a game on the console right now, PS4, I believe, called No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is similar to Star Citizen. Yeah, but they went different. At the launch of No Man's Sky, a little bit after it, the game flopped. The developers and everything of that game up and left the game. Hmm. And I mean, that, that, that could be a possibility to why Star Citizen took off the way it did. Because, and I don't even think that it's that. I just think the fact that Star Citizen looks like an absolute amazing game. You know, I've seen gameplay of it, and it just it looks amazing. The graphics are amazing. The features that, now, of course, it's not by any means a very cheap game to play. It'll probably be about like a sixty-dollar game to do anything else. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the in-game things that you can buy not cheap. are not very cheap. Um, I believe that I was looking at Discord because I'm actually in a Discord with um, a guy. His name's Cobra TV. He's a pretty decent-sized YouTuber that plays Star Citizen, and that, that's where um, – <clears throat> That's where I had learned about Star Citizen to start with. I, I had found his videos on YouTube and started watching them, and it sparked my interest because I've always been a big fan of space games, but I've never really seen one the way this one's set up, you know, with the open world capability, the fact of how you can just travel freely, buy your ships, you know, earn money. I believe the the money in game is called UEC credits, and that's the in game money that you can earn. And there's many different ways you can do it. As far as what I've seen, you know, you can mine. There's different ships you can buy. You can mine with to earn UEC. You can actually transport things. There's box missions, as they call it. You can transport boxes, and that's a way to make in-game currency, UEC. But as far as that game goes, um, if I ever do get an opportunity to play it, I will no doubt play it. It looks like an amazing game. It looks like it would be worth the money to buy it to play it. Now, as far as the in-game things you can buy, I believe I was reading on Discord earlier this morning, and one of the guys in Discord was talking about a uh, ship you can purchase. I believe it's – I can't remember the name of the ship, but um, it's $120 in real life in real, real life money. It's $120 to buy this ship. Now, of course, I wouldn't be able to afford anything like that. As far as gaming-wise, I, I could buy the game and play it itself, but I believe as far as doing anything in-game, I would have to earn it. You know, I'd have to earn it and build my way up doing it that way. And, I mean, honestly, I've always been that way. Even with the mobile games that I play on my phone, I've always been that way to where I would you love. You spend money to add extra stuff. You want to earn things by playing it, but not buying it. I basically want to earn it by skills other than speeding it along with, with buying, but you know, using real money. And I honestly believe that if you do that in any game that you play, it makes you a better player because you're not I, – I don't know if you could really use a term cheating, but – No, I, I, I'll say <sighs> a – an advantage. Yeah. It's an advantage. It's an advantage over people that can't afford to advance as fast as you do. And 
that's one of the real reasons why when I play any game, I like to advance at my own pace, you know, but do it with skill, not money. And I know that, you know, a lot of these game developers, even with mobile, they have to put that feature in there because that's how they make their money to advance the game, put updates in it, you know. They can't do it for free. You know, they can't just keep updating the game, putting better features in it if there's not money backing in that, you know, backing that program. But if I'm going to back a game with real money, it's got to be really good. I want the people that are creating the game or have created the game to finish what they're doing and not leave the game. Just, you know, because say I put $100 into a game and the developers of the game just doesn't leave. That's not what I want. You know, I want to be able to know that and be reassured that if I put money into this game, you're going to keep developing it, putting new features in it, keep updating it, and make it better. That's what Infinity Ward is doing now with Modern Warfare. They are listening to the community. What people want, they get. Like, let's see, how can I put this? When they first released the game, there were two guns in that game that were overpowered. It was the M4A1 and the 725 shotgun. People didn't like it. So they complained, as always. And they listened. Anything we want, if there's in their power, they'll do it for us. Right. And I think um, a lot more game developers should be like that. Yeah, because what they're doing now is they're doing their weekly updates on Tuesdays. But what they're doing now is community updates every Thursday. Is what I think what they meant by that is what the community wants in the updates the most. They're added to the game every Thursday. Right. Well, yeah, and that's honestly that's the way it should be. You know, all these game developers should listen to the community. Yeah, because we're the ones that give them the money. Right. For the next game they make. Right, right. And see, the more we spend and the more we're involved with that game, the quicker you're going to get a new one. You know, and if more game developers would listen to the community, take opinions. That, you know, that's one of the most important things is listen, take opinions, but take action on it. You know, don't just read it. Yeah, you got to remember they need to take those opinions with a grain of salt. Right, right. They're probably not going to like what they have to hear. Right. But most other people that are giving their opinions are right. Right. Well, you know, and that, that really applies with most of the things you do in life. If you're going to create something or if you're going to do something, you know, you got to be able to take constructive criticism. There's going to be somebody out there that doesn't like your game. But if you take that and use that to your advantage, you can better that game. You know, you can put things into the game that people do like. Yeah, and there's been games like that. You know, there's been games that I was so pumped to buy and play, but when I bought it and I put it in to play it. All the hype's gone. All the hype's gone because all of that, you know, video that they put out, that pre-release video that they put out showing the gameplay and the graphics. and It's not what you get. It's not what you get when you put it in your console or your PC. And – I really wish that they would stay true to their word, their word, and what the game looks like, and not try to hop up the game and make it look better in a pre-release trailer, and then change it. And then once you purchase the game, it's absolutely nothing like you've seen before you bought it. And of course, that's not every game that you buy, yeah. you know. A lot of games that I have bought, they pre-release trailer. I watch it. It looks amazing. I buy it. I put it in to play it. It looks amazing. 
But yet again, you got some out there that almost like false advertisement. You know, they, they hype it up, and it's just garbage when you buy it. There's one game that I can remember that came out in 2012, 2013, that the trailer of it is just like the game, and it's still one of the best games to date if you wouldn't count the hackers and modders in it. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. It's just at the trailer, and every time I see it, I'm still hot to play it. Even though I can't play it because it's unplayable. Right. Well, so, you know, and that, that's another thing that I wish that these game developers would uh, watch a little more closely and try to, to their own games. Yeah. And try to prevent is modding of their games. I wish that there was a way that if they couldn't eliminate it, at pay least more play. attention to the reports. Yes. Pay, pay more attention, guys. Come on. Let's get on the ball. Let's try to get rid of these modders that are in your games that are making your – I mean, and now as far as some games, I guess it's okay. Well, there's a couple games out there right now that the developers are encouraging modding. Right. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. The PC side, they got a modding community because the developers are, have actually have software you can download to mod their game to make custom zombie maps and multiplayer maps. Right. And Grand Theft Auto Five. Right. Full mods. Yeah, well, that's that's very true. That that that's actually a good point. Um, but now. As far as GTA 5 goes, um, you know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of modders, you know, and – Yeah, but, yeah, remember, they need to cross – they need – developers need to know when they cross the line. They need to know which one's the good ones and which one's the bad ones. Yes, they do need to distribute good from bad. Now, I – I've seen my fair share of what I believe, in my opinion, good that doesn't affect the GTA 5 community. Yeah, Jeff Fargano. He's a really good one. And, I mean, in my opinion, that's for the better good because there are some mods that make the game better, but there are some that are just ridiculous and shouldn't be a part of it. And yeah. that, that's pretty much – that goes back to Call of Duty games. You know yeah. – there's some that make it good, but they're the bad overweighs the good in Call of Duty, you know, because you've got mods of overpowered guns, you know, or just like back back in our day when we were younger and we played Modern Warfare 2, for example. That game is pretty is basically unplayable now. Mm-hmm. You can't play it because you've either got people that are using lag switches. Or they're using mod menus. Huh? Mod menus. Mod menus, aim bots, you know, uh, just all these ridiculous mods that you, for a fair player, you basically can't play it. I yeah. mean, speaking of modeling for two, have you heard the news? I have not. Call of Duty 2020 may in fact be Modern Warfare 2 remastered. Well, see, and that's, that's what I would like to see because they, they remastered the first one. Right. Why can't they remaster the second one? In my opinion, the best game that they've ever made was Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2, I mean, I literally played that game until I nearly burned out my Xbox playing. So, um, I mean, it's just – I really wish they would remake it with 2020-style graphics, you know. And that's, that's pretty much – okay, I'm going to go a little bit um, off topic of the, of the whole Call of Duty, and I'm going to go over to my side of things um, with Star Wars. 
Have you seen the new one? I have not. I not the movie, it. but the game. Oh, Fallen Order. I have seen that. Other than B&B Gaming. And they had a display of Fallen Order. And from what I've seen, it looks like an amazing game. I haven't played a Fallen Order game in a long time, but it looks good. Well, I mean, you know, I've played Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. I have to. And, um, they were both amazing games. Uh, now, I am glad that they did make an actual game now where you can be a Jedi, use a lot. Which now, Battlefront 2, you could use a lightsaber. You could be a Jedi. You know, you could be Darth Vader, Yoda. But I'm glad that they made this game that's mission-based where you can be a Jedi. And that's that's what I've been wanting to see. But now there is a game that I did play back when I was probably 10, 11 years old. This was on their very first Xbox. I remember you guys seen you play it. It was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And that by far was one of the best Star Wars games I believe I've ever played in my life. Now, of course, with it being on the original Xbox, the graphics were not the greatest. No, but the game was still fun. But the gameplay was amazing. Now, one thing that I would like to see is them remake that game. Keep the gameplay the same, but put our modern-day graphics in it. Did you know that Star Wars Battlefront 2? I'm guessing Battlefront 1? Or remake? Oh, are they? Back on the old Xbox, the original Xbox, there was already a Star Wars Battlefront 2. I think they just remade it. Well, see, I didn't know that because I don't believe back then I played anything like that on the Xbox other than that Star Wars Night Star Republic. And I wish, I really wish they would remake it with the better graphics and put it on a console like either the or just put it, you know, offer it for the new Xbox. And even if it's, which, with the new Xbox being, you did say backwards compatible, right? It's likely going to be. Maybe they'll make it backwards compatible all the way down to the original Xbox. Xbox is already backwards compatible all the way back. Well, see, that, and that's what I like about it because I believe if I, if I did purchase one, I would want to purchase that game and play it again. They have they have some Star Wars games from back on the original Xbox on there. Original Xbox. And see, that, that's what I love about it. You know, I love the fact that they give you that ability to play games other than just the ones that are made for the new Xbox. You know, I, I'm glad they do that. That's one of the features that I've always liked about Xbox. Backwards compatible. The backwards compatibility. Now, PS5 is going to be that as well, which is a good thing because there's a lot of games that I like on the PS5, and there's a lot of games that I like on the Xbox, you know, or Microsoft. So. But the fact that it's going to be backwards compatible all the way back down to the PS1 is absolutely amazing because there's games that I used to play on the PS1 that I would love to be able to revisit and play again because it's been so long since I played PS1. That was years ago. And I would love to be able to do that. One of the games that I grew up playing on the PS1. Now some people are gonna say I'm weird because I played it. But I was a kid playing then. It was the old uh Wendy the Pooh game for the PS1. Because Katie had it and I played it. It's funny. I don't believe I ever played that game on the PS1. Um, I had, uh, I believe I had a PS1 when yeah, I was. Yeah, you did. You did. I was real young, though. I think I was like nine, ten years old, maybe. Because, see, I had the PS1, also the original Xbox, and then eventually moved to the 360 when it came out the arcade version. And um, 
I've pretty much followed every game console from the point it came out to now. And it's just, it's absolutely amazing when you look back nine, ten years ago and see the graphics and the gameplay and then you look at 2020 and you're like, wow, look at the graphics. Yeah, I bet you didn't know this. Back on the Nintendo 64, the old Super Mario 64, it was the very first game to have 3D graphics. That's what started the whole 3D graphics trend. I did not know that. And I own a... I have an Nintendo 64. Yeah, I own one. I actually own a original Nintendo as well. And Do you know what console we left out of this conversation? What? The Switch. We did leave the Switch out. And, you know, actually for the first time, I just tried the Switch tonight. But you didn't know this because you didn't play on it. On the Nintendo Switch, they have emulators on it of the original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo. Well, see, Nintendo, uh, the Switch is actually a very neat little handheld uh, game, you know, because you got the Switch and you got the PSP for PlayStation. And, um, but the Switch is more powerful. Well, yeah, of course. You know, the Switch is, um, it's got more features. You know, you can watch YouTube on it. It's basically like a mini computer, pretty much. Yeah. But that's not, the, that's not what you're seeing right now. That's just a console. Well, the, it's basically just a tablet. Right. It's got a dock that hooks to a TV. That way, the picture goes from that to the TV, and you can play with the controller. Well, let me ask you this question. What all games are offered for the Switch? Let's see. Well, all the new Pokemon games right. are getting put on the Switch. And let's see. I know a bunch of Mario, Xenoblade Chronicles, Dragon Ball, um, South Park. See, this one thing I don't like. All these major gaming companies, like Call of Duty, they're not putting in consideration the Nintendo Switch community. There is no Call of Duty or anything like that on the Switch. Only big game that's on the Switch right now is Splatoon 2. Right. If you don't count Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, now... They they could actually, you know, in the future of, of the Switch, add these big games into that. I'm hoping, but from what I've read before, David Vonderhaar, the person who did the Black Ops series, he was asked the question, is Black Ops 4 coming to the Switch? When he got asked that question, all he did was laugh. All I did was laugh. Wow. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to wrap this podcast up, guys. And uh, well, before we do, all right. I want to touch on one subject. All right, go ahead. All right. On our next podcast, what one thing I want to talk about is the the point, not the point, but where games are now. Like from when they launched to now, okay. How are they doing? But there's one game I want to leave out. So that's one game I'll talk about now. What do you think about where Fortnite is now? Because one thing you probably didn't know is Fortnite did a collab with Star Wars. You can become a Jedi. And you can get the stormtrooper guns. You can get lightsabers. People didn't like it. They removed it. Where do you think Fortnite is now? Do you think it's still a good game? Or do you think it's dying? Well, as far as, far as it goes for me with Fortnite, um, of course, I haven't played it much. Um, but... 
as far as Fortnite goes, whether it's dying or not, um, I don't I don't think it'll ever die off because well, no game ever dies. Well, yeah, no no game ever dies, but the popularity of the game might go down. But I think it'll always be out there. Fortnite will be because you know you've got a lot of these YouTubers that stream or record Fortnite, and I believe that's really going to be a big factor that will keep it alive and the popularity up of it because, you know, anytime a YouTuber or anyone like that, you know, they, they're passionate about that game and they want to keep streaming it, that's going to keep the game alive. Now, as far as the Star Wars, you know, deal you were telling me about, I actually think that's a really neat thing that they want to incorporate you know, the lightsabers and the stormtrooper outfits and um, the stormtrooper guns and how you can change your, uh, I'm not sure what you call the the parachute or whatever. Um, you can change it. The Millennium Falcon, as I've seen uh, today when I tried it out. Um, I think that's a really cool feature, and I think they should keep it. Well, the reason they took it out, it's because they were promoting the new movie. They had every single major lightsaber from the past. They had Luke's. They had um, Ren's, Kylo Ren's, and um, well, for me, I think Fortnite is kind of dying in a way, right? Because all these major streamers or moving to Call of Duty. But my baby didn't know this. There is a game out there right now that is major competition for Fortnite because all these big names are going towards it. Right. You know what that game is? What? Minecraft. Minecraft. Now, Minecraft's always been, and I think will always be a lot alive in a popular game because not only not only do you have the streamers but you also have the younger community younger gamers that they love minecraft because it gives that interactivity of where you can build things and you know there's actually an app that i used to use to do my streaming to youtube called omelet arcade now omelet arcade you will find a lot of young streamers and I'm going to put them in the age range of probably 10 to 12 years old that stream Minecraft. And I think that's why it will always be a very popular game and it will always be alive. Now, Fortnite... It's losing its popularity fast. And it might, it's probably going to do that because now not only do you have Minecraft, but you also have these other... Um, the these new Call of Duty... It's competition for it too. Because yeah. Fortnite streamers I used to watch. I'm not going to promote them. I do want to say their name, but it's not promotion. It's um, Wildcat and I'm Marksman. They were big time Fortnite YouTubers and streamers. Since the new Call of Duty came out, they have not touched Fortnite. And I mean, you know, typically that usually happens with streamers when the new games release you know they're gonna leave they're gonna put the game that they were streaming previously behind but yet again in the future they may pick that game back up and start streaming it again so it'll never die no. you know it'll always be there and you know there's always gonna be a streamer out there that will stream that game regardless of what game comes out but even with the, the mobile app side of things, you've got competition with Fortnite. You've got Creative Destruction is a mobile app that is similar to Fortnite. You can build, you know, you can do typically the same things that you can do on Fortnite, but that's not the only one. And even the new Call of Duty mobile app has a battle royal feature that is similar to Fortnite. You you can do solo, duo, you know. So does Call of Duty Black Ops 4. 
Yeah, it also has the blackout, I believe. Yeah. Is okay. what it's called. And it's similar to Fortnite. You but no building. Down, but no building. But there's no but the only difference in between these apps and Fortnite that are similar is no building feature. But it is in a sense the same as Fortnite with better graphics. I really truly believe that if Fortnite would step their game up and make the graphics better and not so cartoonish, they might be a more successful game. Yeah, make the game more look more realistic. Yeah, I mean it's cartoonish. That's one of the reasons why I don't play it and you probably see more of the younger community playing it than you do the adult side other than the streamers that you see on YouTube to play it is because it's cartoonish. Yeah, there was actually a Fortnite streamer that was in the FaZe Clan. He was in the FaZe Clan because he was supposedly 13 years old and they allowed it. Right. And the minimum age to stream is 13. Well, he got banned off Twitch. And he got kicked out of face because he lied about his age. He's only 11. He lied about everything. He got kicked out and banned. Well, and I mean, you know, that'll happen. You got to be truthful about those things. And, but, well, anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. I really hope you guys enjoyed our first podcast. There'll be many more to come. We'll be covering a lot more topics um, than we did just tonight. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this here real quick. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's it's free. You don't have to pay any money um, to make a podcast. It gives you tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more out there. Um, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Now, you can also make money with this app. Um, every thousand plays, we'll get, you'll get about $15 yeah. for every 1,000 plays. Yep. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, feel free to listen. Uh, like I said, there'll be many more like this coming out. I will have not only my cousin here, Jesse, with me, but I'll also have two or three other people that you'll hear in the future in podcasts. And you might just hear me. Who knows? But um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And one thing I want to add, this isn't going to be the end of you hearing us. We might stream Call of Duty. Um, do you mind if I plug my mixer? No. All right. If we're going to stream, you'll be seeing us on mixer.com slash SK Jester. We'll be streaming Modern Warfare on there if you want to come talk to us. All right, guys, you heard it there. So if you want to come actually talk to us and be able to interact with us, guys, you can find us on mixer.com slash SK Gesture. So we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our very first podcast. This is Donnie here. I'm accompanied alongside with my cousin, Jesse. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. So what we're going to be, we're just going to be covering a few topics here today. Um, Just topics about the Xbox Series X, the new Xbox is coming out. You have anything you'd like to say about it? Um, I really haven't heard anything about it, but I've heard things with the new PlayStation, not the new Xbox. I've been following PlayStation more than I have Xbox. And see, me and him both, we actually grew up as gamers. We've always played games, uh, we grew up with the Xbox, with Microsoft, but we, at one point in time, swapped to the PS4. Um, I've really, really enjoyed playing the PS4. 
It's got a lot of good features to it, but also so does the Xbox. The Xbox has some really good features to it, but uh, I actually, uh, I've got some notes here. I did a little bit of research on uh, <clears throat> the new Xbox Series X that's coming out. Um, I'm sure everybody is probably excited about the new Xbox coming out. I'm pretty sure you are. Um, but it does have a pretty close release date. Well, actually, no, not not real close. It's going to be around the holiday season of this year. It should be coming out anywhere from October to December is uh, the release date for it. But, uh, well, 